The LA Kings season is over, and it's time for you to react. It's a Kings fan feedback show. Was the season a failure? What questions need to be answered? What's the future of this team? We talk about all that and more on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Please give us a positive review on Apple Podcasts if you're enjoying the show. And we're on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. My name is Eddie Garcia. I'm your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for 30 years. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Now that the dust is settled on the end of the Kings season and we watch the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs unfortunately go on without us, it's time to continue our discussion on the season and what the team needs to do for next season going forward so that they can be a part of the second round of the playoffs and beyond. I said, while I am certainly disappointed the Kings didn't take another step forward from last season by advancing out of the first round, I still don't consider this season a failure. I think the team is better now, right now than it was at this time last season. Now, there are certainly questions to be answered for next season, but I do think the Kings' best days are ahead of them. But what do you think? Do you agree or disagree with me? Let's find out with our weekly Kings fan feedback show. For you everydayers, those that listen every day and watch every day, you know this is a weekly segment, and we plan on continuing this throughout the offseason, but we can't do it without you. The email address, as always, is LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. And, of course, if you're watching on YouTube, you can post your comments on the episodes down below. Uh, we had a full email inbox, uh, so let's uh, get to it. We had some everydayers chiming in. And we also had some uh, emails from some new folks as well, which is always fun to get a nice mix. Our first email comes from Mort in Oregon. And he says, thanks for a great season of keeping us in the loop of all things Kings. Anytime the Kings don't raise the cup, there is some level of disappointment. But I agree with you that the season is far from a failure. A lot of growth and ice time for the Kings youth. And you got to believe that Gabe Velarde's coming out party is coming next season for some of the other youngsters, Quentin Byfield and Kupari are not going to be 30 goal scorers anytime soon, but with more seasoning, I think we can all expect more production as they continue to grow and learn to play at the NHL level. The current cycle of veterans playing really good hockey on the back nine of their careers and then molding the young players is as ideal as it gets. Then there's some uh, other players like Arvidsson, Deneau, Campe, Fiala, mid-career types that are leading the team statistically up front in the peak of their careers. Those guys provide heaps of depth and balanced scoring that is really tough to play against. Anderson and Roy are coming into their own defensively, and the talent coming up from the minors on defense could help the Kings into elite-tier status. Kopitar and Dowdy are not going to find an extra step at this point, but with the team playing this well, we are still very productive, or they're still very productive leaders and have a lot in the tank. Uh, we all know Phoenix Copley saved the season, and I think he'll be a really good number two goaltender going forward. The Kings have very little wiggle room via the cap to retain Gavrikov and take care of some of their own, like the aforementioned Velarde and Kupari. That being said, I would love to see the Kings package Kaliev, never going to be special, and someone like Dursey or Turcotte to go out and get a true number one goalie. 
Blake and Robitaille have done a great job, and it'll be fun to watch how they continue to improve the team and navigate the current salary cap constraints. Thanks again for all you do, and look forward to listening daily. Go Kings go, and that again was Mort uh, in Oregon. And I think, yeah, that is certainly something to keep an eye on. Uh, there are possibilities, especially with some of the depth the Kings have on the right side of the defense, uh, to maybe package some players in a deal to address certain needs. Maybe it's goaltending. Maybe it's the left defense. Uh, maybe it's just getting more gritty and more size in some other forward areas and depth. We'll have to wait and see, but it's a possibility. Um, and uh, we'll see going forward. Uh, this comes from Jesse Garcia. He is in Visalia, and he may or may not be my cousin. Uh, same last name, and we both grew up in the same part of California, Central California. But as far as I know, he's not. Uh, Jesse says, I am frustrated with the Kings team not playing a more physical game, especially on the PK. I'm not asking for Kevin Stevens style. There's a throwback. Uh, but I wouldn't mind if that happened here and there. Besides that, I think this has been a fantastic series. On another note, uh, the Kings fan who spit on the girl is not a reflection of our organization as a whole. Great job to those who supported the girl and donated to her cause. Stick tap to you all. You guys are why I'm proud to be a Kings fan. And Eddie, uh, for giving us a voice. Uh, go Kings go. And again, that was from maybe my cousin Jesse uh, in Visalia. Uh, yeah, they certainly, you know, playoff style of hockey is a different style of hockey. And uh, I know that that's going to be addressed going forward with some of the other comments as well, that um, maybe this team is built and constructed well for the regular season, but there may be need some tweaks for, for postseason playoff style of hockey. Uh, our next uh, email comes from Juan Bernal, and he is from Parts Unknown. And so when when those of you do not include where you're from, that means I get to make it up. And the very creative way that I do this is the first letter of your last name is uh, whatever the first letter of the city is that pops in my head. So Juan Bernal B, I'm going to say he's from Buena Park. Uh, Juan says, on the topic of goalies, I don't think we should keep Corpusalo. I feel Copley and Corpusalo have about the same amount of potential. And if we want to improve the team, a true number one goalie should be on our short list. Unfortunately, from what I've read on the LA Kings Insider, we don't have a lot of room in the salary cap. We'll have to see what happens on the topic of Kupari. I'm happy with where he's at. As for the young players, he's getting pretty close and a lot has to and close and a lot has the right idea most of the time. Uh, excited to see what he becomes. That's interesting. Yeah, Rasmus Kupari is not a guy that we've talked a lot about or has gotten a lot of attention, but he's, I mean, when I look at him and Quentin Byfield, um, I do see a couple of bigger players, um, but Kupari seems to be much more confident with his stick handling and much more steady on his skates. Um, and hopefully we see a Quentin Byfield kind of turn into a little bit more of Erasmus Kupari, but yeah, Kupari could be a very important player for the Kings going forward. If we, he takes a, a step forward next season, that would certainly help things out. Uh, this comes from Gwen. She is in parts unknown. So Gwen is in Glendora. How about that? Uh, she says, I agree. The season was not a failure except for a couple of periods. Overall, I think they played a great series. Edmonton is just a really good team. Uh, I think McDavid was fairly quiet throughout the series, which surprised me. Maybe we shut him off well, but I found that interesting. Every time he touched the puck, the sense of dread was immediate. I think if Fiala had been there from the get-go, we may have been able to pull it out. As Mikey and Gabe came back, it definitely made me optimistic. I was happy to see Dursey score since people had been chirping a bit about him. I feel like Gabrikov was a fantastic addition and bumped it up a notch. we got a great team. I am a huge Kempe and Copley fan. As you know, I believe in Phoenix. 
As far as the goaltending, I wasn't against Corpy starting, but I'm disappointed that Copley didn't get a chance in net. His numbers were good. Corpy did a great job. He did let in some soft goals. I'm disappointed that they didn't give Copley a chance to shine. I'm a hockey fan, not just a Kings fan, so I'm watching the majority of games. Great job, Devils management, for putting Schmid in net. I like Vanacek a lot. He had a tough time. They put Schmidt in net, rookie, no experience, and look where that got him. Copley has a similar size and some experience, so what the heck? Disappointing. I think bottom line for me is early in the season when I had anxiety about who was in net, uh, then they sent Cal down and Quick went in net. I still had the anxiety, and I was unsure. I hate saying it. I love Quickie, but when Phoenix came up, I stopped having anxiety. He was a relief to have in net. I have confidence in him. I don't worry about goaltending. I didn't worry about goaltending when he was in there. I agree with you. If we keep Corpy, I'm good. He did some amazing things against the Oilers. I have great things to say about our players. We have a good team. The Oilers were better. I hope for a different outcome, but I had a feeling this is how it would go down. Still love my Kings. Go Kings go. And again, that was from Gwen, um, possibly in Glendora, but possibly not. She does bring up a good point about Akira Schmid. Uh, and if you don't follow the rest of the NHL playoffs, he is a rookie goalie for the New Jersey Devils. They lost the first two games against the New York Rangers and didn't look good at all. And then they decided, why not throw a rookie goalie in net? How's that going to work out? And he was amazing. Pitched a couple of shutouts and helped the Devils advance in seven games. So, yeah, it is, It is like I said, um, there is a legitimate argument and a fair argument to be made that Phoenix Copley should have gotten a shot. I told you I would have stuck with Corpus Allo. Obviously, that didn't work out. Unfortunately, we'll never know what could have happened if Phoenix Copley would have had a chance. And I, I definitely get anyone who says that they would have liked to have seen Copley get a shot, not only because for what he did first in the regular season, but because maybe it changes things up. We've seen that happen throughout the playoffs when teams have decided to go to another goalie and it's kind of changed their fortunes a little bit. So very legitimate argument to be made as far as that goes. Uh, we've got plenty of emails and YouTube comments to get to, but I do need to remind you that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings, your team every day, is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With a Game Time app, tickets are easy to find and buy for every kind of event in your area, and you get the lowest price guaranteed with event cancellation protection. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event, and the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, Game Time will credit your 110% of the difference. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your emails. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code Locked on NHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We continue with the emails. This from Chris in Northern Nevada, Carson City to be exact. He says, I agree with you that this was a successful season for the Kings. Let me stop you right there, Chris. I don't know that I ever said it was a successful season season i think there's a difference to be made uh, i think it was a solid season again i think the kings while they didn't take a step outside of uh, where they did a year ago as far as making another round of the playoffs i think they're better now than they were a year ago um i just said it wasn't a failure i don't know that i would term it as success though and uh chris continues though he said we had five players score 20 goals one score 40 and multiple players set new career highs. The power play dramatically improved by leaps and bounds as the year went along. We also saw growth from so many players uh, as well. They also had one of the team's best regular seasons in franchise history and points. Can't say it was a failure, 
but it's still disappointing to see us lose to Edmonton again. I feel like if we matched up with any other team that made the playoffs, we would have advanced. I just don't think we matched up well against them. They battled hard in the in every game. I think he's talking about the Kings. Uh, but in the end, came up just short. I do believe this team is here to stay, and the best days are ahead of us. If you remember back 12 years ago, when the Cup teams were starting out, they were bounced in the first rounds by Vancouver and San Jose before making those Cup runs. All of our key players will be back next year, and hopefully our younger players will take a step forward as well. If we get the goaltending situation figured out this, this offseason and lock up our defense, no reason this team won't contend next season. Eddie, I love the show, and I'm one of your daily listeners. Keep up the great work. You did fantastic this season as host. Great format, good guests, and fun shows like the Crossovers and the Kings Fan interview well thank you very much chris i definitely appreciate those comments and uh, i absolutely know you are one of our everydayers and appreciate that very very much and uh it sounds like we're pretty much in lockstep with a lot of the things that you said and the things that i have said on the show uh so far uh this comes from ed in temecula and he says thank you eddie for your great insight really enjoy your show and your honesty okay before we keep complaining about the pk being so poor in the playoffs let's remember during the season it was on the range of some of the best in the league uh, when your PK has to compete against the Oilers power play for six straight games and the Oilers power play operates at almost 60%, which is the NHL's greatest in history, it is not all the fault of our PK players. Uh, you have McDavid and Dreisaitl performing dominantly as they have done against other teams throughout last year and this year. So give those two players credit. No reason for us to cry and say, oh, let's change the players. Let's get them off the PK. Without even one of those two players not performing so well, we would have won the series. Just watch and see how well the Golden Knights PK performs against them and future teams in the playoffs. Any team performing at a power play rate of 20 to 30% uh, would not have beaten the Kings. Uh, we lose Fiala to injury and Velarde to injury right at playoff time. Take a McDavid or a Leon baby out of their lineup and see where they would end up. Uh, well, that's certainly true. I mean, if uh, you, you lose one of those players, that's a huge loss. But, uh, you know, injuries are part of hockey. The Kings were relatively healthy most of the season. Um, but I, I, I would say there does need to be some, I, I look, Rob Blake called it out in December. It has been one of the things that needs to be addressed. And I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that the, the penalty kill does need to be better, uh, in the regular season and in the playoffs. And, uh, just like we, we needed to improve the power play last year and did that. That's uh, something that I think needs to be addressed going forward. Uh, our next email comes from Sundeep Puni. Uh, he is from parts unknown. So Puni, uh, let's say he is from. Pacific Palisades. Uh, he says, hey, Eddie, just want to say that this is my first season watching hockey. I have a friend who always talked about the Kings and got me to watch playoff hockey last season. This season, I watched almost every Kings game. Got to go to three Kings games this year, 3-0 and in games I attended. Look at you. Uh, and got to experience it live with my wife and one-year-old daughter. Now, when we say go Kings go, she looks at the TV, points her hand in the air, and starts dancing. Well, that's adorable. Uh, also, it was a way for me and my brother-in-law to connect. He's a Dodger fan. I'm a Braves fan. He's a Laker fan. I'm a Clipper fan. But we're both Kings fans, and I got him into hockey again. Uh, it was an amazing season and fun playoffs. Even though we didn't get the results we wanted, I'm excited for next season. P.S. I'm looking to buy a Kings jersey and leaning towards Fiala. But any suggestions? Uh, well, first of all, uh, Sundi, uh, awesome that you that this was kind of your first season being a full-time Kings fan. Uh, when you're three and oh, when you go to games, I think I would say you need to go to more games, especially in the playoffs, but no, that's awesome. I remember the first year I got into the Kings was 93 when they went to the Stanley cup uh, final and I was just hooked from thereafter. Um, uh, and so, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, it's great to, to hear that you've become a real big Kings fan. And it's been a part of your family 
uh, and you're connecting with some family members and things like that. So that's very, very cool. As far as what jersey to buy, that's a very personal decision as far as I'm concerned. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think I could really give you any advice on that. If you like Kevin Fiala, that's not a bad, that's not a bad player, player to pick, but it's up to you, it, whoever you like, it doesn't have to be a star. It can be anybody. So my wife is always one of those fans that likes to pick one of the kind of peripheral players, so to speak. Although she was a huge Jonathan quick fan. So that was not one of those players, but, uh, she always kind of latches on in sports to some of the guys who are good, but maybe not stars. That's what, that's her thing. Uh, this comes from Sam and Vin in San Diego. Uh, and it says me and my husband, Vin, and this is from Sam, obviously uh, writing this are huge Kings fans. In fact, we're season ticket holders. And my husband saw all the home games in person this year. Wow. Traveling from San Diego to all the Kings games. That is amazing. I can relate a little bit because my wife is a huge chargers fan. And when they were in San Diego, we used to drive to all the home games, but that wasn't, you know, that was one Sunday every other week. That's uh, wow. What a commitment for you guys. Uh, we've been listening to you since you started your tenure on Locked on Kings, and we think you've done a great job with the podcast. We feel you provide honest analysis on the Kings, and we truly appreciate that you make the effort to have a show every week, five days a week. We feel like there is such a void of quality Kings content, and you help fill that void very well. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, we listened to yesterday's podcast, and we liked how you rebroadcast Rob Blake's answers and provided clarification on the questions asked, as well as your analysis on Rob Blake's answers. Well, thank you very much. I'm glad that uh, that you enjoyed that that was something new that we tried and uh, hopefully everybody enjoyed that uh she continues we are very proud of the kings this season but we are also disappointed with the first round exit i'm still in mourning and can barely even listen to any hockey podcasts right now game four was particularly disappointing in that the kings gave up the three goal lead to lose the game comparing the play of the kings and the oilers i feel like the kings don't have that kill or desperation mentality that the oilers have in their play i guess i'm saying that my take is that the oilers played like they wanted to win more than the kings did do you think that's fair? A uh, question for you as we look forward to next season. What happens if the Kings buy out Cal Peterson's contract? How will that affect their cap space? How about if they trade him and retain some of his salary? Will the salary uh, retained affect the Kings cap space? Thanks again for all the great work that you do. And again, that was from Sam and Vin uh, in San Diego. Thank you very much for the kind comments. Great to have you uh, supporting the show. Uh, I'm I'm far from a capologist, um, but yes, if the Kings buy out Cal Peterson's contract that takes some of the money off the books, but they have to repay, retain some of it as well for years going forward. Um, so that would affect uh, it, it have some effect on the cal salary cap space that they have. It's not like you could just trade him away and, and then he goes away um, or buy him out. I should say um, they could retain him and retain some salary, but that obviously would affect the cap depending on how much salary they would retain. Um, I found out yesterday. I didn't know this uh, a friend of mine told me, uh, that Cal Peterson has a limited no trade clause. And my I had a physical reaction. I didn't know that. I was very surprised to hear that. What that means is that Cal Peterson has a list of 10 players that are uh, 10 teams that he cannot be traded to. Um, I can't believe they gave him any kind of a no trade clause. I, I, that's something to me that you reserve for pillars of your your organization. Even though it's not a full no trade or no move, uh, any any kind of no trade for a player like that that's never proved himself really at the NHL level I I didn't know that and that really oh boy <laughs> I couldn't believe that so uh, there are it can't, he can't necessarily be traded to just anyone um, I don't know what his list is as far as the teams he can go to but yeah Cal that's just something to keep in mind if they wanted to trade Cal Peterson. 
that he does have a bit of a say on, on where he goes. Uh, this email comes from Mike Catalano. He's from Parts Unknown. Catalano, uh, let's go with Carson. Uh, he's the brother of Paul, who is a, an acquaintance of mine, former uh, co-worker. Um, and uh, he says, um, I agree with you that this season was not a failure. Uh, I'm not even close to being bitter. It was a pleasure to be a fan despite the normal ups and downs. We are a young team and headed in the right direction and simply need to grow and tweak the roster as our results dictate. I also agree with you that we do need to improve our defense, but I think it's in terms of size and strength and playing a more stand-up style. I don't completely agree with you in regards to our offense. It was great during the season and our speed was hard to keep up with. That changed in the playoffs when our lack of, again, size and strength in the offensive zone showed weakness. I felt in the Edmonton series, we were unable to consistently cycle and win pucks in all four corners, and our strong ability to break the puck out of the zone and rush the puck was offset by this weakness. Rob Blake has done an amazing job, but needs to remember that the team needs to be built for the playoffs and not just the regular season to get there. I acknowledge that over the last 10 years, the game has changed from size and strength to speed and skill but he may have taken it a bit too far. I disagree with Rob's exit comments and you on that. I would suggest even swapping out just a couple of smaller, faster forwards for a couple of more power forwards, just a tweak here. In the playoffs, you need to score, but you also need to compete physically and wear teams down, and we simply couldn't do that. In 2012, we were 40, 25, and 15. In 2014, we were 46, 28, and 8. Two Stanley Cups later, it shows that while those regular season records were similar or worse, those teams fared better in the postseason. Those Stanley Cup teams were built for the playoffs, and I contend that while the Kings have changed with the game, we still need to be a bit bigger and physically tougher to play a bit heavier. I'm saying we need a Dwight King or a Jordan Nolan on the roster. I'm not saying to rebuild the team, let the young guys mature and tweak to become a little harder to play against. Uh, one last thought on the Quinton conversation. I agree with you that it was absolutely the right thing to let him grow in the NHL. He's a baby and could blow up next year in the same way Velarde did this year. Thanks for the amazing job you do and look forward to listening to next season. Go Kings go. And that was uh, from Mike, who is the brother of uh, my, uh, my friend, Paul. Those are all really fair points, Mike. And, and as you said that it makes me think of the Florida Panthers this year. Uh, if you don't know, they won the president's trophy last year as the team with the best regular season record, but they got swept in the second round of the playoffs and they made some major changes. They brought in a new head coach. They brought in a guy like Matthew Kachuk. They, they decided to, Forget about the regular season to some extent, and they barely squeaked in at the end. But uh, they're more built for the playoffs, and they knocked out the Boston Bruins in round number one. We'll see how far they go, but I think that's a good example of uh, what was being talked about there as far as building a team for the playoffs. It's kind of like just get into the playoffs and then let that style that you've built kind of come through. And and he's right. that It is a formula that was used for the Kings to win their two Stanley Cups. Uh, we've got more emails and more comments to read, uh, but I want to remind you that the NHL playoffs are obviously continuing, unfortunately, without our beloved Kings. And it's been an amazing first round, and the second round is underway. Uh, and we talked about the Florida Panthers. They knocked off Toronto in their first game. Seattle Kraken won their first game as well. It's been eventful playoffs so far, and it will continue to be so. So check out all of the Stanley Cup playoff action on Locked On NHL, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Again, follow all the Stanley Cup playoff action on Locked On NHL. Let's continue with the emails. And this next one comes from Jim in Lakewood. Uh, he says, of course, it's really just like that basketball player said. And in the end, sports is like everything else. And we just try to get better each year. But if pressed to say it was a good year or not, here you go. No one can say this season was a success for two reasons. Number one, look at the Bruins. All those wins and a great regular season means absolutely nothing. Supposedly, it was to be a step forward from last year, not backwards. Number two, 
The ridiculous goaltending situation started with Cal and the debacle of being paid and really showed nothing for two years. And then when he was supposed to take the reins, he instead went to the rain. I saw what you did there. And then Copley, who was the obvious MVP for the team, also getting dissed by continually getting questioned if he was capable of starting and winning games in the playoffs. And then finally sitting when it counted during the last two weeks. What a bunch of hogwash. How many games did he win in the regular season? How many did he have to win to be given that respect? And last, what about the elephant in the room? The Los Angeles Kings took the hero of all heroes and threw him out like he was trash and never looked back. If the results in the playoffs was different, I would have had to shut up and take it. But can we be honest and say it wasn't? Quick gave up 25 goals in last year's first round, but got a shutout and got them to seven games. Corpy gave up 25 goals in six games and didn't either get them to a seventh game or a shutout in the playoffs. Not saying that Quick was about to do the same thing this year, as we all know. There was something off on his playing all year, but they could have let him just get back up in the rest of the way and treat him and his family with love and respect, which should which should have happened. No Kings want to face that this happened, but it did. Yes, this is a business, and that was totally uncalled for and didn't result in real progress either. Instead, it made it a very distasteful and horrible season for the Kings, in my view. And in that first round, they couldn't escape the karma, and they got what they deserved. And as they say, karma is a you know. I've met Jim a couple of times. He's a huge Jonathan Quick fan, and he hasn't gotten over the Quick trade. Um, and uh, look, like I said, it is very, very fair to say the Kings should have given Phoenix Copley a shot. I cannot argue with that comment. I think that's fair. Um, but, I mean, karma had nothing to do with, with the Kings losing in the first round. The Edmonton Oilers are the reason why the Kings exited in the first round, and the way they played with their two stars and their incredible power play. So, the Kings did what they had to do. I get the hard feelings. Uh, I still have no regrets or reservations about how it went down. It, there's Those things are not easy to do, and they can't always be the way you would like them to be. But as you said yourself, Jim, this is a business, and sometimes you got to do what's best for the team, even if it does hurt someone who's been very special to your organization. Uh, let's get some comments from the YouTube uh, episodes. Um, and uh, I do want to say there were some very complimentary things said about the Kings on our Lockdown LA Kings show on the YouTube channel from several Oilers fans. So that was that was nice to see. And for an example, this from Scott Bell. He says, Oilers fan here. I enjoyed your show throughout the series, so thank you. You guys have a good team going to the playoffs. I would have rather played any other team in the West but the Kings. So always nice to get respect from, uh, from the enemy. That's nothing wrong with that. Uh, this from Tim Nordquist. He says, Eddie, I'm a proud everydayer. And I want to thank you for all your hard work producing a great show and leading us up to the season and all season long. As a longtime Kings fan, I have been more informed and glued to all the details behind the scenes thanks to you. I look forward to your show every day, and it was like having a buddy to talk to about the Kings each day. Looking forward to all your analysis during the off season. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate the uh, the everyday or shout out. That's awesome. Uh, um, uh, thank you so much for, for being an everyday. That's awesome. Uh, Robert Guzman says, Although I'm disappointed the Kings and rain hockey is over for their respective seasons. I will always root and cheer. Go Kings, go and go rain, go outstanding season. Kempe deserves the a on his sweater and Velarde needs to get signed ASAP. Great show. Eddie. Yeah. I, I have no doubt that at some point in the not too distant future, that Adrian Kempe will have a letter uh, on his sweater. Velarde is a restricted free agent. So he's still under team control. So they don't have to, uh, to sign him to any kind of a big deal, maybe like kind of a bridge deal. But uh, I think uh, in the near future, if we see him trending the way he is, he's definitely going to get paid. 
Uh, this from the seventh string. He says, Corpusalo kept the Kings in the series. Edmonton dominated five on five through the first four games. Corpy stood tall, eventually cracked. Uh, this comes from Dr. Bob 512. He says, Eddie, I can't thank you enough for your great show and insights. As far as whether this season was a success or failure, I say it was neither. Not a success because the team didn't get past the first round again and did not look like the better team nor the better coach team. Not a failure because they had 104 points and had the disadvantage of injuries late in the season and in the first round. I'd give the head coach a C grade as he did keep the team together when struggling in the first two months but didn't make enough adjustments in the playoffs. Blake has a big challenge in the offseason to acquire impact players with limited cap space. Two big needs, goaltender and left-handed defense. Go Kings go. Thank you for that, Dr. Bob. Uh, this came from Kyle Tronson. He says, I am not as optimistic for the future because I felt the Kings have failed to show that progress with the young guys. Byfield really regressed as the series went on. He was not only not contributing offensively, but became a big liability defensively. The fourth line was a liability all series, and the Kings were battling with three lines most nights. Kupari, Anderson, Dolan didn't look strong. Grunstrom was more impactful last year against Edmonton. This is without even mentioning that they stopped trusting Kaliev outright. Also, having guys like Turcotte, who might never even make it to the main team, the Kings don't have a viable center replacement for Kopitar, and that's very wor worrisome long-term, especially with McDavid and Dreisaitl in their division. As for if this season was a failure or not, I won't go that far. Velarde missing game one and Fiala missing the first three games sort of pumped the brakes on that. I thought LA snuck into the playoffs last year due to a weak division, whereas this year I felt they earned their way in. I'm not a big McClellan fan. I don't know if he's able to make adjustments or develop young guys. I feel so much of the Kings' success on their cup runs were attributed to Terry Murray developing Kopitar and other players and two-way players and really setting the defensive structure. But Murray also wasn't the coach to take them from good to great. I think McClellan may have been the guy to take the Kings out of their low-scoring ways, but I'm not convinced he's the right guy going forward. Brant Clark coming in soon is a big opportunity, and I hope the Kings develop him correctly. I've mentioned this in other places, but I also don't know what this team's identity is we're wide open all year winning game six five in winnipeg and of all games and of all games league-wide uh where both teams combined for six in the first period kings were in all three at one point then post trade deadline they decided to play some defense and started holding teams to two goals or less i think they were playing weaker teams during that stretch but nonetheless it seemed to change but quick and peterson took a lot of blame and then corpus Allo was pretty much lit up from the second period of game third for the remainder of the series Kings had that blown three-plus goal lead all year showed back up. I just don't know what this team is or what this team wants to be going forward. Uh, some good comments there. I uh, want to get a couple more in real quick. This from TR Burns, 826. He says the season isn't a failure. Uh, the point total went up. Some younger players started to figure it out. And when Blake filled the holes at the deadline, it became a legit team. Unfortunately, the late injuries and early goaltending probably cost them in terms of a one seed in their opponents, likely now the favorite to win the whole thing. It was a pick'em series, and Edmonton made more plays. Now going into next season, though, it is imperative to win a playoff series, if not more. The 10-year cup celebration grace period ends, and now with Toronto and New Jersey winning, we're creeping up on that playoff series drought list. Robert Chow says, I don't consider this season a failure. They reached the playoffs and were competitive in every game outside of Game 5. Going forward, I agree that signing Gabrikov should be the priority. He just seems to be the right fit in their system, and if they can get Corpus Allo for a reasonable price, that would be a bonus. Obviously, they need to address the PK and fine-tune their overall defensive structure in the offseason, but I don't think they need to do anything drastic personnel-wise. Dave Young says the Kings need to find a number one established goaltender and maybe two experienced defensemen, and they also need to get a couple of bigger and tougher forwards that can skate and play some halfway decent hockey. It may sound like a lot, but I don't think it is. Uh, it's a long offseason, and the players I'm talking about are out there 
come on, Blake, take a breather and reevaluate this past season and get back to work and get it done. As always, go Kings go. And our final post comes from Indiana Jones. How about that? Uh, We've had the big Lebowski chime in a few times, but now we've got uh, we've got Dr. Jones chiming in. Uh, he says, good season all in all to highlight my season notes. Tons of talent in the pipeline. Mid-level players are ready to take the next step. Brown's jersey retirement was incredible. Really looking forward to seeing Clark and Spence get more reps. I'm still at a loss on quick, but that's hockey. I feel this team is ready to do some damage if we stay healthy and continue bonding. I hope we develop a more hybrid 1-3-1. Uh, Oilers showed some chinks in our armor. Let's learn from our mistakes. Time to lick our wounds and enjoy the summer. Looking forward to seeing the Kings in October. Again, that was from Indiana Jones. Thank you to all in uh, who who decided to comment, uh, even those that those that I didn't uh, get to reading. Uh, thank you all. Um, the show obviously is not possible without your participation. Let's try and keep things going in the off season as well. Uh, for you everydayers, those of you that listen or watch Locked On LA Kings every day. Coming up on Thursday's show, we're going to talk more about the positive things the Kings currently have going for the for them and why there are reasons to be optimistic. And on Friday's show, we're scheduled to be joined by Jesse Cohen, host of the All the Kings Men podcast, to get his thoughts on this past season and look ahead to next season. As always, the email address is lockedoneddy at gmail.com. You can send an email at any time. It could be for a fan feedback show or if you just want to interact with me anytime you want. Um, you can always leave comments on the YouTube channels, stay interactive with the show all day long, all week long on Twitter and Instagram at locked on LA Kings. Thank you all so much, especially for all the, uh, the positive feedback that, uh, that you've given me, uh, certainly recharges me and gets me fired up about, uh, continuing to put out quality episodes for you guys. Um, and if I could help you enjoy the LA Kings, uh, any more this season, that is a huge, huge compliment. And, and thank you so much for, for, uh, for being a part of this show and for staying a part of the show going forward. As we mention all the time, we're your team every day. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you for listening and watching locked on LA Kings, part of the locked on podcast network. Have a great day. We will talk to you tomorrow. And as always go Kings go.